Hey everybody, um, we have a super happy mega fun sized lesson for you today, so please take notes. This is a very important lesson. Uh, of course, uh, this is the easiest way to learn the tarot ever podcast. Uh, this is the easy tarot lessons uh, series with Becky. Yay, Becky is back. How are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Always a pleasure, and uh, everybody seems to love you. I haven't gotten any complaints, but, you know, again, more of that. Oh, I love the English accent. I'm like, oh, there lots of them out there. It's not like they're, you know, not like they're hard to find. Um, people with proper British accents. And it's so amazing, because Americans are like, wow. They're just going to stare like, wasn't oh, that so cool? Oh, you want to know something. Um, this is this kind of something. I'm sorry, everybody. Inside joke. So I've got a friend named Robert. We won't go, go into his last name. He goes to England. And this is just a testament to how dumb guys are. <laughs> Meets a cute girl, obviously. And Robert's a cancer. So, mm -hmm. With a Leo moon. Kind of like OJ. So it's like um, he really thrives on emotional attention. The more emotional attention, the funnier he is, the more exciting he is. He's really just a great, great guy. But... Um, like most cancer men, thinks emotionally, thinks with his heart or other parts, but not mm -hmm. with the logical part. And so the cute girl goes, ha, 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 look at me, he, 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 like, like cute girls go, and she goes, oh, you're just so ducky. Right, well, now you know what that means, right? Because you're from that part mm -hmm. of the world. And so he comes back and he's like, hey, my name's Ducky. What? Literally, his name is and has been for a while. Everybody knows him that. Everybody calls him that. Everybody calls him Ducky. Now, I've got no problem with that. I just think it's so funny that a, a cute girl can says can say, "Oh, you're so witty." Hey, my name's Witty. <laughs> oh, you're such a poo head. Uh, my name's Poo Head because he is again the power of of cancer. He is so emotionally attached to that moment where she was in complete acceptance of him, and. And such a compliment from a pretty girl, a damn trollop, that he literally changed his entire uh, name, persona. I mean, just it's just everything that goes with it, and and everybody else just kind of accepted it. Um, so again, nothing to do with the tarot, but I thought uh, just a fascinating um, analysis of what we see in everyday life. All right. So speaking of which, I mean. That was total coincidence. Today we are going into the queens in the tarot. Um, we might go long because this is a lot to cover today. Um, but by the time of this, by the time this episode is over, everybody who makes it through, especially if you listen to it like two or three times, will have a better understanding. I feel of queens than anything you can read in a book. However, if you know this and then you read in the books. It'll make so much more sense because you'll you'll have like anchor points to uh, to put that on. Becky, let me ask you real quick. First off, mm -hmm. do you have any problems? I know you're from Britain, so like queens are like, oh, we got a dime a dozen. Um, every generation we have a queen. But do you have any specific problems with tarot cards, uh, tarot queens, tarot queens? Oh my God, I should I should form a drama group and call it tarot queens and we could all sit around and gossip it'd be so fun <laughs> um okay i if you'd asked me this question two weeks ago before we started the kind of court card podcast i'd have probably had um 
bigger problems than I've got now because I've been applying kind of what we've done in the last two weeks to all the court cards because the court cards as a whole were a bit of a sticking point. I think I'd probably echo with the Queens what I said last week about the Kings in the fact that I think my thinking's a little bit rigid in the fact that I find it quite hard to apply a Queen in a reading to something beyond being an actual person and obviously there's so much more than that so that's kind of my sticking point seeing the bigger picture with the court cards well your dilemma makes sense because that's the way it's always been presented to us and it's reinforced by the artwork thank you very much art mm. uh, as in arthur wait uh, <laughs> art and art and okay. um they're all just sitting there you know, which paints a pretty bleak image of the nobility. It's like, hi, my job is to sit here and be pampered like I'm a Kardashian or a Hilton or a Trump or whatever. You know, I, mm. I just, who needs to work? They like, work. That's for stupid people. Um, I don't like the way that the court cards are drawn. They really should be doing kingly and queenly things those may be i'd have to go to your country and say excuse me um queenie your honor uh, or you know your royalness um your majesty oh, see now being american that's a tough one <laughs> uh that's a t and i mean no disrespect i'd give her a big kiss on the lips and say you're number <laughs> one yeah i'd have my head chopped off right i was gonna say they'd throw <laughs> you in the tower <laughs> the bottom <laughs> the, the tower would be lucky i'd be done with the rats yeah <laughs> But um, no, no, no. It's all, all all kinds of mad respect, and uh, that, that's ghetto slang, Queenie. Um, that means I love you. Um, yeah, all kinds of you know respect and everything. But uh, wow, you know, it's 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 American independence. But again, that's what this podcast is for: is to help non-feudalistic subjects understand the nature of the tarot cards as it um brought about because the cards were really well, they invented again give or take a few years about 1438 so that's my ground zero point because that's the um the uh, council of florence and, and again we know it's a little probably a couple of years after but it could have been earlier it could have been later but that was really when everybody was brought to florence to witness the magnificence of florence but also you think about that lions and tigers and bears oh my were brought to florence people were like what the hell is that oh it's an elephant it's like it's a what <laughs> oh we have them all over the place well we ain't got them here you know so it was literally a multicultural affair that really uh, began the renaissance and that's literally what these cards are is these cards represent um a, well they represent art and pam's vision of what the tarot would mean Again, based on 1440-ish images, which reflected at the time the uh, feudalism present. Um, and it was a really mismatch of um, steeped in medieval times with just a hint of the coming Renaissance. Uh, and, and of course, you know, within a few short years, what do we get? We got um, Botticelli. Ah, love that guy you know um da vinci michelangelo um and and 
wait, like Gilligan's Island and the rest. So let's get into this because I'm like, all right, eight minutes in. People are like, where's my queens? All right, so the first thing I want to talk about, and let's make this interactive so I'm not lecturing today. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about queens versus other cards, queens versus kings, and queens versus trumps specifically. Like, okay, look, we see a queen. Now, what's the first thing? Matter of fact, let's get it out of the way. Uh, Becky, I said it'll be interactive. You tell me, since you're my student. Mm-hmm. Um, just not so much like this is the textbook meaning, but sure, what your opinion, or just, no, not what your opinion, without looking, just off the top of your head, what are some of the traditional or textbook or obvious meanings of the queens? Oh my god, it's a queen. What does it mean in a spread? Okay, um, straight away, it's the kind of older woman, as in woman over 30. Um, so, <sighs> At its most basic, you've got four personality types there. And then obviously the kind of personality they've got is going to be connected to, I see it with the elements. So, you know, you've got a very earthy woman and a very kind of emotional woman. Um, And then, like I say, I just stick with the queens being people. And this is where I need your help. Well, this is generally what we're taught. It's not the whole of it, but but for the most part, yeah, you know, it's queens, kings are men, queens are women. We look at their posture or the suit or the element, and and again, this is we have to memorize this stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I want to say, let's start with that, and let's not throw that out. Let's say, okay, let's take that as a baseline, and then we'll just add a whole bunch to it, and we won't have to memorize any of this. We'll just have to absorb it and this is why we have uh the books and again i'm going to talk about this later so warning disclaimer i will talk about the books if you don't have a copy of the easy swear to learn the tarot ever fuck you oh my god i'm hanging up now okay bye <laughs> uh no seriously i um i love putting these out but if, if somebody can't afford 22 dollars, recycle some goddamn cans i spent six years living in my car not because i wanted to but because I ran my business into the ground. And when I went for a job at McDonald's, they were like, wait, you're a psychic? <laughs> and you couldn't see you didn't have a job? Uh, yeah. And I'm saying McDonald's Corporation is not really responsible for the actions of individual employees. That would hire me. Um, you know, when I, uh, and same thing, you know, it was like, oh, well, you ran a business. Well, what the hell are you doing here? So, um, yeah, I kind of kind of screwed up. But the thing is that I learned so much I learned that well what I could live without. I learned the true secrets of metaphysics, which I've been studying, but all of a sudden it made sense. I worked my uh, I worked myself out of that. I learned how to manifest like a motherfucker, which is why I'm here to help you. So the point is that I've been there. I've been I've been up. Man, man, look at me. Yes, I come from oil money. Hey. But I'm also like I've been a broke son of a bitch. I've only had to sleep in a park for two days, so worst two days of my life. Um, but you know, so I can at least say, oh, but no. I can I can only imagine the hell of that people have to do it all the time. And that's why we're doing this, is I don't want anybody to experience even mild financial discomfort. I want you guys to have everything you want. But if you can't dedicate $22 American uh, to your education, then you're not trying. Because um, everybody can squeeze out something. I don't care if you got to save a dollar a month. In the meantime, though, this is all free. So this is why we have 
the exercises in that book. And then in Advanced Tarot Secrets, oh my God, if you if you don't have Advanced Tarot Secrets, you just don't know. I literally, you have no idea what the tarot can do. Um, Becky, let me ask you this straight out. I know you're biased because you're my student. Advanced Tarot Secret. Yes or no, the, the Bible of professional um, uh, tarot readers. Absolutely, you, 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 100% yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, say no, say no, say no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's I want is you to really, I want people to understand this. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. Anybody, I'll give you a secret. Um, of course, I want you to buy the book, but you can go on googlebooks.com. You got to like find it, books.google.com. Oh, that was hard. Uh, or you can go to Amazon and you can read large portions of these books for free. Now, granted, you got to sit there and go click. You got to go to look inside and you got to scroll and you got to scroll and scroll. And uh, you can't write in the book, but then people say, I want an ebook. Well, go to Amazon and there you go. You know, no, you can't read the whole thing for free because, you know, I don't go to your house and say, hey, work for free, bitch. <laughs> you know, you don't need to work whatever it is that you do. Screw it. You know, it should be free. So I hope that people won't think that uh, I can exist and create more books without, you know, being able to pay the rent. But that being said, Look, if you ain't got no money, get out there, get on Amazon, and at least read the stuff that you can. There, thing between this and that, I've given you guys a really good education. Now, if you got a few bones to rub together, get the book and get your ass in class. It's ten dollars a week, and your first month is a dollar. Oh my God! Ooh. I got ninety-nine cents. I could buy a song on iTunes, or I can start my career. So, all of this, I'm warning you now, is predicated on doing the exercises and the games which makes all of this easy so when we talk about kings uh, i'm sorry queens because we're talking about kings queens versus other cards um okay there's not a whole lot of female centric cards in the tarot sexist bastards mm -hmm. we have um help me uh, okay nine of pentacles got it Give me, give me five. See if you can name five female-only cards right now. Go. Okay, uh, nine of pentacles. Um, strength. Come on. Oh, okay. Uh, two swords. The high priestess and the star. Okay, uh, and then in one sentence or less. Um, in six, in six words or less. Um, name me a male tarot card. Oh, I'll help you. Every other fucking tarot card in the deck. <laughs> I mean, that was seven words. I, I mean, it is it is it is patriarchal. <laughs> it's masculine. It's like a giant penis waving in your face, going, "Ah, look at me! I'm the tarot." It's like this is not egalitarian. All right. So queens represent the female uh, force. So this is why it's like, oh, you know, those females, you know, it's, it's, it's not right, but it's the tarot we have. Um, and, and, and again, it's flawed, but we can make it work. So let me show you. So queens versus other cards, like, well, what's the difference, you know, and it's a good question. What's the difference, man, between the queen of coins and the nine of pentacles? I mean, you know, cause it's both obviously women that are, uh, I would say well to do. Now, mm -hmm. we could say, well, you know, technically the uh, queen is an authority figure, and, and you know, but let's, get, let's be on that. Let's just look at the images and say, okay. Um, the thing with queens is that they have a specific place in the tarot where the pip cards 
have a different place in the tarot. The pip cards, or I'd like to say numbered suits because it's real simple. They don't have numbers and they don't have names. They don't have labels. See, I say numbered suits because the uh, the trump cards and the fool are called, uh, I mean, well, they have labels. they got a big, you know, stripe on the bottom. So the other ones just have numbers. So the nine of coins, um, all of those coins are sp specifically action or event or circumstance centric. They, they're very easy to read. And this is why if you have these, these wiggle and tear whatever, you understand this is what we call the study, uh, study deck. You rip those out, you start with that. You do the exercises with that because this makes it a lot easier for you to understand the process and what you're doing. And you don't run into like the emperor and go, ah, there's a guy just sitting on a throne and he's a boss and I don't know, he's an old man from ZZ Top or, you know, back in my day there was a band with a bunch of old guys. Yeah, okay. Um, but but um, everybody loves the minor arcana, so-called minor arcana, thank you, Paul Christian, grr, because they're super easy to read. It's the trump cards, court cards, the aces, and no, it's the ones that are, um, that's funny, the cards that are allegedly, no offense, I just want to not take sides here, the cards that are allegedly uh, developed by a Briton, by a Brit, mm -hmm. easy to understand. The cards that were designed by an American... New York City, who moved to Britain and said, look at me, I'm a professor, blah, blah, blah. Nobody can understand. <laughs> hmm. Kind of says something. I think, uh, I, I don't like, I don't like that way that speaks of American culture. So, um, yeah, the, the cards that Pam apparently had more control over, uh, and that, that much I do, I do stand on, that she definitely had a lot more control over, even though she just directly stole a lot of images from other artists. But, you know, I, I'm not going to say plagiarism. I'm just going to say, okay, well, whatever. You know, you do what you do. So it was a rush job. She was like, didn't get a lot of money for it, and she didn't get a lot of time. Or was like, we need to get this out. Um, people must stop this. Um, but but the ones she did, super easy to understand. It's like, oh, look, it's a guy in a boat, you know, with a stick, like a, like a gondola. And, uh, okay, there's swords poking in the boat. But you understand, he's like leaving, going somewhere, you're going on a mm -hmm. trip. You know, oh, and here's a bully, Here's a thief. But uh, some of these trump cards, like, you know, oh. And this is the day-to-day -day reader who does, you know, the, the Lord's work of getting out there and helping people solve their problems. Um, they're confronted with, it, confronted with an inadequate tool. Now, of course, tarot purists can say, oh, well, you just don't understand, blah, blah, blah. But, see, I've been studying metaphysics all my life. That's all I really do. Can't fix a car. Um, can't build a rocket ship. I read the shit out of the tarot. I can do even better with uh, with astrology, uh, and I and I know the background behind this. So when I say the tarot's flawed, I'm not I'm not going wham wham wham. Look at me, I'm saying you know open your eyes and let's work with what we have, but but don't idolize things. All right. So point being, queens versus other cards. Um, specifically, the queens are not trumps, and the queens are not uh, pip cards. The queens are an individual um, middle class, you know, between the peasants and the overlords, you know, that reside on Olympus or, or whatever. You know, it's much like the Parthenon example that I gave in class. Um, 
they're like the pillar caps. So these queens, we only have four of them. So they, they represent a set. Um, almost like the aces represent a set of beginnings or a set of variables. The queens represent... Um, well, let me just get right into it. Um, que the queens represent a uh, metaphysically feminine energy. Uh, now, when I say metaphysically, i got to be very careful because people, some people, uh, can easily not be paying attention or they are paying attention, but they misconstrue, so i got to be very careful on how I say this. When I say kings are masculine and queen, they're feminine. Yes, it could be men. Yes, it could be women. But when we go into the metaphysical world, there is no John Gray bullshit like men are from Mars and men are from Venus and that's it. And I'm give me all your money and I'm going to go on Oprah because guy doesn't know shit and he's poisoned the minds of, of America. And I'd like to meet him so I can tell him what a jerk douchebag he is. Um, if he'd bothered to study, he would realize that there's so much more depth. You can't paint black and white pictures of people and trick the buying public into some kind of battle of the sexes where it's us versus them. We have all kinds of masculinity and femininity in us. This is seen through all forms of psychology. Astrology lays it out perfectly and clear, and we see it in the tarot. So first law of metaphysics is that um, energy just like just like uh, I, I like uh, in astrology class, you'll you'll get this a lot. I talk about uh, electromagnetics, um, you know, electric electricity, magnetism, because uh, it's the same basic process. We have a positive and a negative pole, or um, what do they call it? Um, the North Pole and the South Pole in uh, in magnets. So it's just positive and negative energy. And then, you know, but the problem is we use words like positive, negative, like, oh, positive vibes, negative vibes, positive. I feel the positive energy here. Well, that that really is us saying good and bad. And when we say good and bad, we're really saying pleasant or amenable or agreeable to our current state or our paradigm of how the world should be. Holy crap. So we're, we're distorting scientific words to make value judgments on them based on our preference. I had tacos today. They made me feel bad, but they tasted good. But well, you know, they made me feel masculine, but then I feel uh, feminine. It's like it, you, you can't do that. So when I say metaphysically speaking, masculine and feminine, this has nothing to do with your specific gender. Um, kings, forthright, direct, aggressive, even the king of cups in a sense, versus. The queens are much more feminine. They're what uh, we would call like a, a seductive, passive, or attractive, come to me, energy, not the masculine, aggressive, forceful energy of kings. Uh, I know. I was one hell of a rant. Does that make any sense, Becky? Yes, it does. And So, I mean, what you're saying is like the kings would go out and get what they wanted, whereas the queens would have what they wanted brought to them. That's kind of the difference between the two. Yes, bring me a taco. And yeah. so when this comes up in a spread, it's not just, oh, it's a king, oh, it's great, oh, it's a man, it's a woman. This 
Um, again, in order to understand what a card means, you're going to know what the question is, what the situation is that you're asking a question about, what was the exact question you asked um, when giving the spread. And, of course, all of this is taught in school, so get your ass in school. But if not, uh, you can play this over and over and over. Okay, so we covered all that, and then um, the cards answer the question that you ask, and the cards have uh, a number of meanings because it has to be your intuition filtered through the question or the answer to the question based on the card position in the spread that you choose to use. And, of course, you have to shuffle until you get the ding, so you're not just getting random cards. If all of that is taken into account, then you have a very factually uh, verifiable spread that you can verify before you open your mouth. That's the biggest gift of all, is to be able to verify a spread. You know what? I'm going to I know we're supposed to be talking about cleats. Becky, talk to me about spread verification. Have you used it? Is it voodoo science? I mean, your real-world experience. Because I can tell people all, all day long, um, you know, hey, look at my testimonials. Uh, but I'm, I'm beyond that. I want my students' testimonials to do the work because that's my business is to get you testimonials. Um, is it voodoo science? <laughs> um, no, because it works. And, you know, the kind of voodoo science implies something so mystical that, like, two people on the planet understand how it works and that's it. So, I mean, like, wait and Crowley. Yeah, well, that, that's exactly it, though. The kind of... I know a secret and draw you in, draw you in and then slam the door in your face at the last minute. Um, and, you know, not verifying a spread, you might as well sit there and tell someone a fairy story and hope that you're telling them something they like and they're going to smile um, rather than actually turning a reading into what somebody's paying for, which is the advice and guidance that they're there for. So, you know, Short answer, yes, it works, and yes, you use it in a reading. Long answer, is it voodoo science? No, because unlike um, people you've mentioned, you do actually teach people how to do this. You don't dangle the secrets in front of them and then run away dancing to the hills going, ha-ha, you'll never know. Well, let me ask you this, and thank you, thank you so much for that. In your, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, I'm Mike Wallace, or some like tough interviewer. In your personal, real-life experience, away from Dusty, you've been out there in Britain doing whatever Britons do from day to day. <laughs> and there I hear you guys drink a lot of tea. So, but you're out there drinking tea and, and saying, oh, it's a good day, lovely day, it's a cheerio, and all that other stuff. Have you, I know this is horrible, <laughs> I, I swear, people, are, I'm going to get out of a tea throw and be a line of Irishmen going. We're going to be throwing <laughs> eggs at you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll be lucky if they're eggs. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Um, man, I'm telling you, if I ever if I ever went there and you guys didn't get me out, I'm afraid that I would stay forever. Because I mean, you guys have <laughs> castles. Ah, <laughs> lots of them. Oh, to the point God. that your kids go, really, another <laughs> castle? <laughs> Mom, it's not special anymore. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, in your real life day to day experience, tell me. Have you verified a spread? Don't I mean you know again? No offense, but I don't want people to go. Well, I mean, and and does and without giving all the details of what you do and how you do it, because that's why I have a class. That's how I pay the rent. Show you how to do it, but without taking a long dissertation. But but as as much as you can, um, 
tell us, please, because I'm interested to know too. Um, do you verify a spread? Does it work? Uh, what are your real life experiences? Um, yes, is the I mean, the thing is, it's like I've said before, and I, I worry now that with these podcasts, I just repeat myself over and over again. But when I kind of fell into finding you as a student, I was unlearning an awful lot of bad habits. Um, and I was going from um, self taught reading a lot of books, picking up a lot of bad habits on the way, not going to blame the authors fully, it was me interpreting them, and I would um, do a spread thinking I was doing it in the right way, with heavily inverted commas, and I'm embarrassed as to the person that I was back then now, so... um, you know, you would verify a spread because it's almost kind of, and I do verify a spread because without breaking down how you do it, as you say, you're not going to know that everything's flowing. For me, it's my kind of base, right, okay, let's go, we'll verify, we go from here. It opens a door in my mind because I start to breathe. And then when I start breathing, I switch off the yappy intellectual side of me a little (laughs) bit more um, which is a real battle for me personally and then things start to flow and of course that's something I've learned following um, the lessons that you've taught and unpicking the bad habits and forming the new ones so when you're giving a, a reading the you actually do the verification process yes that's what I was trying to get to in my roundabout way. Sorry, it's been a very wordy day today. Oh no, I'm the I'm the king. If I'm the king of anything, and I'm not, it's, it's you're not going to be able to tie me down blah, to a two-word answer today. Yeah, I'm, I'm the king of flapping your damn jaws. Um, okay, I will accept that as an acceptable answer because uh, we, we I, again, I told her I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, so I promise I will live up to my promise. So. Let's, again, moving back into this, because there's so many things I want to teach you guys about the queens so that you'll never, ever be intimidated by these guys or ladies. Um, and see, that's the problem is that it's, it's so easy to be sexist around the queens. It's called as much chicks. It's like, no, this is an allegory of feminine metaphysical uh, energy. And feminine metaphysical energy means you get things done indirectly. You get things done... Uh, through nurturing, through seduction, through attraction, you know, talk about the law of attraction, Um, not by um, force of will, you know, that's very magician, uh, or dictatorial command, or just, just, you know, grab yourself by the stones and saying, I'm going to get through this, but just more like, as you said, breathing, relaxing, allowing something to come to you, um, intuition is a perfect example. Well, I think it's a good example of, of um, feminine metaphysical energy. Um, and and I, I just saying that I just remembered the term women's intuition. I was like, oh, or women's intuition. I was like, oh. But God. to be honest with you it's as well, if you're, if, sorry, if you're talking mm. about the kind of um, 
you know, the feminine side, as in the corner drawing in, just to jump back to the kind of verification side, it does then kind of draw the client into you because it's their way of actually going, well, actually, they do know what they're talking about. And it's that kind of, maybe it's me, but the times that I read for people, I tend to get a lot of people that almost want to test you and sort of sit there with their kind of, well, you tell me. Um, whereas verifying a spread as them is a way of them kind of putting that barrier down a little bit so you're kind of drawing someone in and it becomes a kind of two-way process rather than just one person sat there stony faced with arms crossed and the other one having to kind of do all the work it turns into a partnership rather than something that's solitary and one-sided and i'm so glad that this came up because this is probably a the most valuable part of the lesson it's obviously completely unplanned but we'll go with it um a word out to anybody who you know to the clients anybody who's ever going to get a reading in your life um you are doing yourself a great disservice by trying to debunk the psychic or thinking that you are the one person, because I've done it. I'm going to say we've all done it. A lot of us have done it. But I've done it, so I'm not saying that you know I'm immune to this. I'm the one person. I'm so smart, I'm going to disprove astrology. I'm going to find out mm. for myself if this is right, you know, if there's anything to it or not. No, the only thing you're going to find out is, um, does your reader have the ability to give you good information or... Uh, are, are they just, you know, amateurs or scammers or liars or thieves? Um, now, you are doing yourself a great disservice by sitting there with your arms, arms folded and saying, um, you're the, you're the psychic, you should know. And, you know, we've all heard that. Anybody who's read has heard that over and over. It's like, ha, 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 you know, in various ways. It's like, I know you're so clever and you think you're the first person who's ever said it. It's only like the 17th time this week that I've, I've heard it. Um, and... Look, I'm old and crusty. I've been doing this for four fucking decades. I'll put it this way. Anybody who's listening, you get a reading from me, your money spends as good as anybody else's. You want to sit there and uh, cross your arms? I'll take your money. And I'll do it because it's an insult to me. And my core nature is please let me help you in every way I can. Let's make it an interactive process. I want you to take notes. I want to send you home with way too much information so that you can go through your life as you do with all the intellect, knowledge, and awareness that you do and take everything I say with a grain of salt but have it right there in front of you and you can say, wow, that happened, that happened, that happened. And you can start to make better and much more informed decisions. So you're not, no one takes, I hope nobody takes my advice as gospel because uh, I'm just not that smart. But uh, the whole point of, uh, of a tarot reading is to give you extra information. It's it's literally legal insider trading. Now, who who wouldn't want that? And by the way, this is why they're, they're super well to do. Hire super you know experts. Uh, if you you want to make a lot of money reading for rich people, it's very possible. You just got to get your game going, which is why we have this. I want to turn everybody into at least a a decent reader and I want those who really work hard I'm gonna help you become like magnificent so my point being is that a good consultation whether it's psychology 
or yeah, you know, whether it's a psychological consultation, a sales and marketing consultation, because again, a sales and marketing consultation is not about selling ice cream deskimos or anything like that. It's literally finding out what your client needs so that they can be more productive, happy, or prosperous in their endeavors and get that thing that they need to them at a price that's within their budget. That's, that's really what sales and marketing comes down to. Now, granted, of course, a lot of people look at sales and marketing and it's like, oh, I'll just sell whatever I can to get people because I want to you know, get people's money. But that's, that's not sales and marketing. That's just, that's, that's thievery. It might be, might be legalized stuff, but, uh, but true sales and marketing is understanding your client's needs. And that's why the best salesmen in the world make all the money because they understand their client's needs and they say, here, let me help you with this. If you have this product or service, you can do all of these things that you want to do better and more efficiently so you can enjoy more time. You win. You know, now granted, does it cost money? Of course, you know, because we all got to pay the rent. I, I mean, it's not like the stuff grows on trees for free. But see, that's an intelligent way of looking at it and a reading is no different. Your client, Becky, you come to me and you say, look, I'm having trouble with my relationship. I'm like, fine, you know what? I use astrology and the tarot. So I'm going to get a personality understanding between you and your significant other person, whatever that it is that you're into. And that will help me understand what I'm dealing with so that I can give you tailored advice, not just generic advice. Then we're going to go in and we're going to ask the cards or specifically ask the gods, hey, oi, we need some help here. This is this. This is this. We want this result. How do we get to this result? Or who's to blame? And the tarot cards are little conduits of information. They're just fucking tools. There's no magic in them. It's not like, oh, it's the tarot cards. I got I to gotta treat them special. If you want to do that, that's great. But that's a romantic notion. That's something that you do to make you feel good. There's no, there's no carpenter of the world that kisses his hammer and wraps it up in silk unless, you know, maybe he's a mason and it's made out of solid gold. Then you're like, <laughs> oh, you know what? I get it because that's your ritual hammer or whatever masons do. It's not, but you know, it's not the one you go out and pound nails with. Yeah. Hey, give me that hammer. Give me that saw. Give me a something, something auger thingy. I, I, like I said, I really suck at a lot of that stuff. Um, but they get the job done. I mean, we have buildings all over the place and really well-constructed buildings. Now, you guys, you guys have, you know, actually you guys are pointing at all you Britons and going, um, you've got some of the most amazing architecture ever. And the, the people that went up, got up every day and did the work didn't go, oh, I'm going to wrap my hammer in silk and, oh, I'm going to brush, burn sage over it. They didn't have time. It was like, hey, sun's up, we're working. Foreman uh, didn't crack a whip, but he was like, hey, you want to get paid, you're going to do this. Or, the, or the, you know, the, whoever the uh, religious leader was, <laughs> you don't go to work, you're going to be excommunicated. Mm-hmm. So, and we look at it now, we say, this stuff has stood hundreds of years. How do you do it? Well, it was just well done. Same thing with the tarot. Uh, it is a two-way communication. It's it's like our conversation here, although I, I tend to be a little bit more flappy, flappy. Um, when the client sits there with their arms folded because they think they're so superior, they're really insulting you. They're like, you are a non-entity. You are, uh, this is the same thing as race, racism and slavery. It's like, you're two thirds of a person. 
you are, yeah, I mean, I know, blah, 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 but you can't fool me with your, you know, layabout. Uh, oh, does that, that's the proper word, right? The proper British term, layabout? Mm-hmm. I love that term. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, I got it from the Sex Pistols. <laughs> it's a lazy sod. It's like, yay, that's where I learned my culture from. Uh, it's only, only mostly true. Um, but they when a client looks at you like that, you have to realize, and I want you to be offended because I want you to realize that this is someone who's not taking you seriously and they're going to begrudgingly pay you. What you need to do is you need to turn this into an interaction. You have the voice of God in your ear. They have the facts. So when you verify a spread, um, what you're doing is you're giving them simple positive proof that we're on the right track and that we need to work together on this. Now, when you have a client that works together with you, they walk away with so much more accurate, precise information. Again, I like to say actionable intelligence. I stole that from the military industrial complex. That's a, uh, such a great term because it, it's, it, it, it fits. They know what to do. Because they have brains before they came in, they you know they they have life experience, and you've just given them extra information. So it's not like oh my god, the reading changed my world. She uh, my world, my life. She told me what to do. It's like she gave me information that I combined with my information. And how does this all relate back to queens? Well, if we have stumbling blocks like uh, stupid pages and kings and trump cards or queens, and I don't know what they mean. Um, well. If we can remove all that and along the way teach you uh, proper techniques of reading, there's no tricks here. There's no there's no you know, games. Um, this is this is literally how you do it. So we can teach that to you along the way as well as just teach you what the card meanings are. Uh, you will really become a fantastic reader and it will show up. And uh, as homework, I give this out to my students. Um, by the way, little secrets that I'm going to tell everybody. Um, when it comes to certification, part of the process is I send all my students out, um, kind of like Fight Club. Yeah, I love Fight Club. Your homework <laughs> is to go out and pick a fight and lose. So your homework, as is my student, is to go out and get three readings. And, I mean, you know, be whatever client, kind of client you want to be. I'm not going to tell you how you'll be, whatever. But get three readings. And it's, it's you know, use one question as a control um, I've already had you know, students do this obviously so yeah but um, I say analyze the reading analyze the reader you know uh, watch their style and when you walk away do you feel like wow I just ate a good seven course meal prepared by, by an excellent chef or uh, Chinese food again I love Chinese food um, but the stereotype of Chinese food is five minutes later you're hungry again um, you know, do, do you feel empty inside after your reading or do you feel like, wow, I wasted all my money on that because you need to understand that it's not just how you see the cards. That's important. We need to clean up this industry, which means you need to do a good job. And I want you to get as many readings as you can just to get, go through the experience and see how other people do it. Um, and probably the cheapest way is just go to a psychic bear. Don't don't waste your money like um, you know if, if you're doing this for research, don't waste your money calling hotlines where you're spending like three, four, five dollars a minute because you'll wind up a big ass one real quick. Um, but of course, if you want to work for a, for a hotline, then you know buy a condios. 
So all of this is, and including spread verification, which is taught in advanced tarot secrets. You can look, you can get it in the book or you can get it in the course. We do that both. Um, but it's not something I, I teach the public uh, because it's too long, too much, and it's far too valuable. This yeah. is my patent, dusty patented technique that uh, I've never seen in any other book or any other teacher. So <laughs> Mad Max, you, you want that? You talk to me. Mm-hmm. All right, so all the queens are sitting in their uh, sitting, so the clues are in their posture and their position. Let's run this through this real quick. I'm going to start you out, Becky. I want you. I'm giving you advance warning. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go fire, earth, air, water. You know, astrological uh, direction because people might say you're doing it out of order. Well, yeah. Okay, wands, fire. Um, here's I'm going to pop up my queen of wands. I'm going to actually do this on the screen so I get a nice big picture. I want everybody, if you can, if you're listening, if you have the ability. Um, oops, am I doing something wrong here? I don't know. Oh, yeah, my, my, my keyboard is off. If you can, um, pull out a tarot card and look at it. If you're driving, I'm sorry. Uh, be careful not to get too, uh, distracted or anything. Uh, okay, Queen of Wands for anybody who doesn't have their card in front of them. Uh, blue background, we're using the, the writer images. You can find this in the writer weight uh, by US Games, the uh, universal weight. Uh, uh, Los Scarabio has one now, uh, and and some Chinese companies do this too, and the Dutch companies, but uh, but generally the writer images. So uh, support your local conglomerate overlords of uh, card manufacturing. We got Mangy Cat, who I love, mm. uh, and this is the point. All the queens are indirect energy. Uh, again, going back to uh, feminine energy uh, uh, from a metaphysical point of view, all of them are indirect. Only Mangy Cat. Is, is like staring us down. And I love Mangy Cat. He's obviously had, he's obviously had some breakfast this morning because he's, um, his mouth is all red. Mm-hmm. His eyes are yellow. Uh, so she's, she's looking off like she's visionary. She's not quite, she's facing us, but she's not staring us down like uh, the King of Swords. Uh, she's holding up a little flower and a staff and, and scatter lions and everything. But um, she is almost dead on, but still indirect. And we'll get to the rest of the queens later. But from her posture, what's what? What do you grab, Becky? Um, you see, to me, she—it's like she's waiting. So it's just—it's the kind of. Um, it's the waiting and watching, but it's like she knows something's coming because she's a queen. She knows, you know, it's the expectation. It's not the kind of, is it going to possibly, maybe. She knows it's going to come. So it's that feeling of waiting for me. Now, this is beautiful because that works with the whole feminine masculine energy. Um, waiting is a feminine um, uh, metaphysical state, right? Yes. So there we go. We don't even have to memorize that. We can go, oh, yeah. This is a... So this card comes up. It's not like, uh, it's, it's a woman who's blonde, who's over there. It's like, um, what's their, well, their product, the other, you know, let's say it comes up in card position eight and it comes across spread and the business reading. It's like, their attitude is wait and see. They're waiting for you to take the next move. They're watching. They're, they're, they're ready to move because, you know, it's queen of wands, but they're waiting. They're not cardinal, they're fixed or mutable. Uh, again, a little treat for the astrological students. Does that make sense, Becky? Yeah, it does. It's like a real life, just little impromptu scenario. 
Okay, now by comparison, let's go to uh, the Pentacles. So let's see, a Queen of uh, Coins. Now here's what I get. This is, I'm going to take us in a slightly different direction. She is very pragmatic because she's attentive to us. She's facing like 30 degrees off, off direct. I mean, she obviously knows we're here, but this is what I mean when I say masculine versus feminine. Maybe this is the perfect card to describe it. Uh, in comparison to the overtly masculine cards, the, the magician, the emperor, the uh, hierophant, the king of swords, where it's you know, direct and in your face, she seems to be implying. She's like, um, I'm looking at this card. You know, here's, I mean, I'm looking at this coin. It's like an innuendo. Like, we, she's inviting us to follow her gaze to the coin. So to me, this says, this is um, an innuendo. Or this is um, a, um, an invitation to look at something, not a command to look at something. It has the same effect. You know, look over here. But this is much more subtly, again, metaphysically feminine done. So what I'm trying to say here is that she is drawing our attention to the coin. Or, specifically, if you, you know, because this is allegorical, she's telling us, Pay attention to what's right here, what's right now in front of you. It's not time to be daydreamy or planning or whatever. You need to focus on what's going on right now. But she tells us that in a uh, in a gentle way, not a, not a. I was about to say it's very subtle. It's not like a kind of smack on the head or idiot it's right here in front of you, you know because she reminds me you know when you kind of um I can't think of an example in a film but it's almost when you get that kind of whistle from the other side of the room and then it's that kind of cock with the head and quick come here come here and it's all done with body language it's not done with words or direct and you kind of you know from the way someone's gesturing you know when someone like beckons towards you and scoots around a corner you know you've got to follow them it's that kind of gentle come look come look and it's all done very subtly um you know and this is where I love doing this with you because it's like I'm looking at the cards for the first time because you know I could almost see this with kind of you know look for the signs of someone's body language because rather than what someone's saying to you directly because it's that kind of it's implied it's not like she's actually said oi come here look at this coin it's that kind of she's suggesting it through her body language and where her her gaze is going and it's all very subtle yes yes and and okay holding on to that exactly what you said all of that can be applied to an action event circumstance or personality so mm. that could describe you know so let's say this is a woman what kind of woman is it it's a woman who gets things done by allowing others to trip over themselves for her you know she says why don't you, why don't we retire to the veranda? And she's like, wow, what a great idea. Or she, she just gently brushes her hand over something, making you look at that and think it's your idea. But it's For, the ultimate feminine wiles. It's the kind of, you know, yes. the magic that we all have at our fingertips. And it's that, kind, and this is yes. so general. I live in a, ha a male-dominated household. I'm a single mum with two boys. The only way I can get them to do anything is make them think it's their idea. It's yeah. that kind. This is this card. This is the single mum getting her sons to pick up their rubbish. It's that kind of making them think it's their idea. It's that kind of just 
very subtle, very gentle, and then kind of, oh, you thought of doing that? Oh, my goodness. I'd never have thought of that. You know, it's very much kind of knowing how to work your magic and the feminine walls kind of thing, making someone think something's their idea, even though it's your idea the whole way along. And see, that's this is where I, everything you just said rings extra true. And again, I'm... I, Everybody who's, who hasn't studied astrology, please study astrology because it, it'll make everything more, make more sense. So this is just for the astrology students. But the Earth element being feminine, of course, you know, ruled by Taurus, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is most pure. Um, so it's not just a queen, but the Queen of Cups and the Queen of Pentacles, or Pentacles, are much more feminine than the than the air and fire suits. So everything you said. It is verified by the fact that this this is a girly girl. This is the uh, the, the well, literally the queen of feminine wiles. Mm. Uh, so, so that matches up there. And by the way, just to all of our American teenage boys who are listening, <laughs> in Britain, rubbers mean uh, <gasps> like stuff you put on your shoes, like because it rains. It's um because um, I know what you because my dad had these things that are like. It's like a cheap rubber shoe. It's like, no, it's called a rubber. It goes over your shoe. Um, is it galoshes? Or is that, uh, or those mittens? Wellies. Some, you'd call them welling. They're wellingtons, but you'd call them wellies. That's what I think you're leading towards. Well, we wouldn't call them wellingtons. We'd call them, uh, um, but yeah, they're the little rubber things that fit over your shoes to keep your shoes dry while you walk in, uh, walk in the rain. And uh, of course, you know, it's maybe not so much a common thing today. Of course, I got to go to the East Coast to find out. Maybe people do this all the time. But in sunny Southern California, we're like, what? what? What's all this? So just uh, everybody else get your mind out of the gutter. Um, yes, thank you so much for bringing this up because this is truly a fascinating card when you look at it. And we didn't have to go all Kabbalistic on it. We didn't have to. And again, if you know me enough now, you know I'm absolutely 100% I'm anti-anti-Semitic. I do not like racism, sexism, uh, anti-Semitism, anything. So I'm not picking on the cobbler. What I'm saying is we didn't have to invent or take somebody else's system, put it in the tarot, and then use that to justify, oh, look at what we're doing. We know what we're doing. No, it's right there in front of us. It's, the difference is we understand metaphysics. And therefore, we look at this and go, oh, it makes total sense. Then if we want to add our own belief system, sure, you know, we want to steal somebody else's belief system and salad bar it. Oh, I'm not into the whole uh, <laughs> neo-pagans. I'm not in the whole monotheistic thing. You know, don't want your Jesus. Don't want your, your you know, male patriarch God. But if you want the Kabbalah, it's like, well, wait, you, know, you understand you can't just take, rip the engine out of somebody's car and say, uh, uh, you won't be needing that. I'll be taking that then and I'll be applying it to my, you know, pantheon of... Um, was it poly- polytheistic pantheon and, and, and whatever. So you got to be careful about mis- mismatch and stuff. All right, but that's the story for a different day. Uh, and again, I got so much to teach you guys if you're willing to learn. Queen of Swords. Uh, okay, by contrast, all we're doing here is we're looking at, for the moment, we're looking at each card and its posture to get clues about what it is. Now, unlike the... Uh, wands or the coins she is specifically and purposefully not paying attention to us um, 
literally, I get a, uh, I get kind of a two of swords thing where it's like talk to the hand, but where the two of swords is just I'm not listening. It's blocking. It's it's a it's a gatekeeper. This is more like, um, and I, I love this phrase. And again, I don't know where it came from. I, I, I pretty sure it came from a, a movie, but it was just so expertly delivered. And I will try to do it authoritatively. But I, I can see her just looking at us really quickly and say, Becky, I will deal with you later. <laughs> and then she goes, and, you know, the fact that she's not paying attention to you fills you with dread because you know she specifically looked at you and said, I will fuck your shit up. I will. You have no idea the amount of pain you're in for you're just lucky that I have to deal with all this stuff right now. So now you know that you're in for it, but you like dread, 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 dread. So I love the way she is stern. She's confronting someone else, but um, but we're in for it. So to me, this posture, and again, I'm not saying this is what the card means, you know, because we're going to have all the things the card can mean, but just drawing the energy from this card as far as just from the posture is this person is not paying attention to us, but it's not like they're ignoring us like, like the two of swords, you know, it's like, I have to deal with other things. So in a reading, just to back that up, it's like, how does it comes up with the reading? Oh, it's the queen of swords. That's the bitch card. Oh, whatever. no, uh, or a strong feminine empowerment card. No, what this card could mean is like, uh, okay, let's say, um, comes up in card position five of the Celtic cross, you know, your, your, um, it hangs over your crowns you. It's the uh, you know, weather forecast, your expectations that you're planning for, and this di dictates what actually will happen and how you'll react because you're going in with a certain mindset. Uh, you guys may want to need to listen to that again. Or if you got it the first time, great. So in card position five, following this particular logic, that could say uh, you're not paying attention to this right now. This is um, this is a back burner issue. You have other things that you're attending to, fully confident that this will happen in time. Um, but this is not where your focus is front and center. And holy crap, that's that makes so much more sense than uh, there's a woman involved yeah. and she's stern. And, and see how easy it is. I mean, I mean, literally, we, we have to wrap our mind around it. We have to do the exercises. We have to play the game. Oh, my God, but he can play tarot games. Oh, boo-hoo. But this is what happens is all of a sudden you, you understand the nature of the card. And you just breathe it and go, oh. And your clients are like, what? They're, they're just stunned. And that's the best. When your clients are just stunned, you're like, wow, this feels pretty good. <laughs> it's like... Look, everybody wants to be good in bed, right? So the tarot is the same thing. Everybody should want to be able to make their clients go, squee, squee, squee. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I feel pretty good about myself. No, I can walk around. And, you know, so so let's just do that. I, I'm sorry not to be vulgar, but I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reach people in ways that it's not like, oh, I'm so spooky. I've got a black belt in the golden epiphany. And again, not picking in anybody. I love the golden dawn. I really do. They're great people. But I mean, just, you know, making up the golden epiphany. If there's an actual golden epiphany, they're like, screw you, man. All right. Talk to me.
Okay. Um, this is why I just have to say while you were talking, I'm so glad that we have approached the court cards because having said to you that I was having the blocks that I was having and I'm sure I can't be the only one even today just going through the queens and I had it last week with the kings and I had it the week before with the pages I almost feel like a I'm looking at the cards for the first time and b I'm having an awful lot of duh moments because all of a sudden it's I'm almost kind of how can I have just looked at this card as a woman when that's kind of like 0.111% of what the cards could mean in a reading and just going to the Queen of Swords in particular I hadn't seen it before but I love the whole sort of because I have I've got um unfortunately I haven't got my ex I'm not in the room with my exercise 11 where I've got a full-size deck taped up but I've got the um queen of swords in front of me sorry the two of swords in front of me so while you were talking I was looking at the difference between the queen of swords and the two of swords and you know the two of swords is very definitely not seeing you no no no, no. if I don't look at you you're not there whereas like <laughs> Like you say, she's fully aware of who's there. I mean, I don't want to go kind of too British, but we had a queen who was probably on the throne 150 years ago, Queen Victoria, and she was renowned for her very stern countenance and her kind of, we are not amused. And it was this, it was that kind of thing. She didn't have time or because she lost her husband young and she was famous for having like 50 years in mourning or whatever, you know, she just, she didn't have the sense of humor. She wasn't a warm and jolly ruler. She was very kind of, I will deal with what in front, what's in front of me. And then I will deal with the matter of States because I'm all about duty and I'm all about doing what's expected of me. And that's the feeling that I now get from here. And I can see that a, you know, at its most basic, you can then build up somebody's personality. But then on top of that, you can see how someone's going to approach a situation. You know, if someone's come to you for advice, basically the cards are singing and dancing again. And I'm sorry, I know I'm being really wordy this evening and everything's a bit babbly. But when I get excited, my brain's working faster than my mouth is. Um, but it's they've just gone ping everything's just gone ping and like I say I'm going to be going and staring at the queens for a while when we're done with the podcast because <laughs> they're um, it's like I'm looking at them for the first time okay I want to open up my big fat mouth and and stick my foot in it like I do but uh, I I believe now again this could be Ripley's believe it or not or this could have been high school education I can't remember that far back but I remember specifically from an authoritative uh, source twice I've used that word now and I can't use that again um, that the state of Virginia is specifically named after Queen Victoria uh, no okay. I'd have to go back in the uh, in the uh, history books to find out when she was queen you know like it would have to be before there was Virginia but the whole concept of like uh, the land of virgins or land of virginity and uh, she was a rather cloistered kind of uh, lady right she married a cousin, actually. Um, nice. She, I know. Um, and you wonder why we kind of snicker. Well, over on the side of the pond. Dare I say it? And I'll say that it was a whisper. It all was a little bit inbred. But anyway, that aside, she married her cousin and he was the love of her life. And she had something like nine children with him. And as happens when you marry your cousin, um, 
there was a hemophilia. She can't be virgin there. Okay. Well, no, she wasn't. But the thing was, if if it's any, if it's going to be a virgin queen, it's going to jump to Elizabeth the first. But without doing a, yeah. So I'll save the history lesson because then I'll waffle and go on for another three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Nonetheless, though. Yes. Now, Victoria, Queen Victoria, who did um, amazing artwork, but I mean, um, she built amazing houses, by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, she was rather like ultra conservative compared to, uh, let's say, uh, Ed. Hugely, hugely. I mean, would not show emotion, wore her mourning black for 50 years, you know, um the whole we are not amused countenance, if she ever cracked a smile, I have never seen it in a portrait of her, put it that way. So this is very good. So this is, um, for anybody who has any uh, understanding or, or appreciation of uh, you know British royalty, this is a very Queen uh, Victoria kind of card. And it, it, it kind of, it humanizes her, the, the Queen of Swords. It says, hey, fine, so she doesn't smile. Some of us don't exactly have the kind of life that allows us to smile. Yeah. And see, this is where I'd like to see Queen Victoria on this card doing something queeny, you know, going about the business of the state of affairs in a very Queen Victoria kind of way. I think that would be much more interpretive than just another woman sitting on a throne in the same way that the kings were just another dude sitting on a throne because if it was Queen Victoria and you're like, oh, it's Queen Victoria, and I know she was blah, 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 and she was in the posture of doing something queeny, then, you know, through her, her thing, whatever, through her perspective uh, or, or paradigm, you know, how she saw the world, then I think it would be so much easier to, to interpret this card. But, not, but again, this is the card that we have. But also, I have to say really quickly, the poor old Queen of Swords tonight, I'm feeling a sympathy I didn't feel before because she has always been the kind of bad girl of the um, yes. of the Queens. And actually, suddenly, even just the way we're talking, you're suddenly thinking, bless her, she hasn't actually had a chance to go and enjoy herself or let her hair down. Or, you know, when you're talking about women in the tarot, you know, you have something like the Three of Cups. I don't think she's ever been allowed to do that because, you know, she's in a she's got the kind of life where it is of duty and putting other people first and doing the right thing. And she's never actually been allowed to show that other side. So, you know, all of a sudden I'm looking at this card rather than someone just being a complete sharp tongue harpy, really. It's the fact I think I'd be a bit snappy if I didn't get to let my hair down and dance on a few tables every once in a while so I'm actually kind of I almost feel like I owe an apology at the moment because I'm seeing it in a completely different way oh by the way homage to uh, my favorite radio show that will be I will form a band and I will call it the sharp tongue harpies mm-hmm. um, and uh, we will only tour small small pubs <laughs> only tour small British pubs so we won't be kidding around much but I like the idea of a band named the sharp tongued harpies uh, now, one thing real quick also is that for anybody who hasn't had the, uh, the the privilege or the blessings of it, look at the Sola Busca deck and especially look at the Visconti Savorsa deck. Look at the Queen of Swords and notice how, especially in, this, in the Visconti, uh, how eerily similar, in other words, somebody ripped off the image, um, how eerily similar 
the images are. But with the uh, with the Visconti's Warsa deck, for example, the queen's palm is turned outward, and it's not like cautionary, like whoa, back off. But it's 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 um it's almost very co- uh, very comforting. Uh, and and so the same exact image, but you look at the queen going, oh wow, what a nice lady. Not like, we are not amused. Mm. <laughs> come come here, and I will chop your head off. I need to practice my swing. Next. <laughs> so, um, but see, what you've done is we can, you've looked at it, and now we can apply that to a personality type, or we can apply it to a, a situation or circumstance. Um, what do you want? You know, queen of swords. What, you want a queen of swords? No, you want to be able to handle this, you know, very cleanly, very intellectually, very lack of emotionally. Um you know, what are you afraid of? You're afraid that you're not going to be able to enjoy life, that you're going to have, you know, it can be in car position seven. Um, you're going to have to be very stoic and very, uh, see how taking everything you've said and applying it to a card position and taking the possibility of it being a female out of it or personality type, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now it's like a minor card. It's like, oh, I got it super easy to read. Yes, no, maybe. Yes, sorry, sorry, I was listening. No, I'm listening and I'm looking at the cards at the same time. Basically, enjoy the moments when I go quiet. I know it's not great for a podcast, but it means that I'm absorbing and thinking. This is where I need a video link that people can just see my face because I'm sitting going, oh, so yeah, okay, completely. Yay. Now, for anybody listening and you do have your cards out, I'm hoping that you have the Queen of Cups out because I want you to take a good example, a good look at the Queen of Cups and Queen of Swords. By the way, just the, the... elephant in the room um yes the queen of cups and the queen of pentacles being the water and earth or feminine feminine suits are facing left left sinister feminine left-handed past blah 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 the uh right uh the the queen of swords is uh air suit masculine suit definitely facing right the queen of wands is indicating something to the right um, so, yes, we do have a little bit of left and right. Um, so I, I just wanted to address that. But look specifically at the Queen of Swords and the Queen of Cups. Hopefully I've vamped long enough for you guys to get your cards out. Neither one of these. Now, these are both cards of the mind, specifically. Um, the Earth card is, is much more card of the body. The Wands card is the card of passion and, and energy, but the... But uh, air being intellect, uh, water being emotions. So the Queen of Swords, very intellect. You know, if you go elementally, and the Queen of um, Cups, very emotionally. But no, notice these two cards are not paying attention to us. Both of them are in profile. But where the Queen of Swords is purposefully ignoring us, literally, I will deal with you, but I have to deal with this first. You know, she's. Queen of Swords is making us wait while she tends to something else. Or, one possible interpretation is, you don't have time to handle this issue. You need to handle other thing else, something else. Or, you're not paying attention to this because you are paying attention to something else. Now, in comparison, or I should say just direct contrast, Queen of uh, Cups is downright Sherlock Holmes. She is off in another world. 
she is not aware of our presence at all. So the Queen of Swords is aware of us and ignoring us. The Queen of Cups is lost in contemplation. And and I want to bring up, this is almost like, well, actually, I think it is one of the great secrets of reading the tarot, the other one being the Fool, is, and of course, the world, uh, which we haven't talked about yet. But the uh, the Queen of Cups, in order for you to read successfully, and this takes so much trust. Uh, now, again, it's easy for some people, harder for others. But again, think of your mind as a giant playground. And you spend most of your time, most of your personality is on the left or the right or the front or up or down. It's But it's in this three-dimensional space where you spend the majority of your time. So some people are like, oh, I'm an intuitive reader. Well, that means they don't like to study. But they're very good at the intuitive stuff. And other people are like, I'm, I'm intellectual and I don't know facts and common sense and I don't like to be fooled. And they have a very hard time letting go and trusting and accessing their intuition through that method. And then other people are, are less extremes. Um, but, but you get the, uh, the, the quick version, quick 30, uh, 30 cent version of that. So here we have extremes, you know, the Queen of Swords versus the Queen of Cups. But just looking at their posture, we can understand, again, personality type or event circumstance, um, the way you're handling something. The Queen of Cups is um, is intensely focused. This is the card of absolute absorbing information. She is literally sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. She's She's wanting that thing to open up and reveal itself to her or in a manifestation way which we'll get into much 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 later um, you can look at it like she's actually forcing commanding focusing as it is a focal object uh, like a um, sympathetic magic but my point here for divination is that um, the secret this secret revealed in, in reading tarot is we have to literally tune out what's what's around us so that we can uh, like reframe our awareness to be more um, um, receptive to be more I don't just want to say intuitive to be more receptive to allow ourselves to accept information coming in non-judgmentally and then with a very delicate touch, and this is important because we can't just take things as gospel, but with a very delicate touch, we need to absorb, appreciate, understand, and then analyze the information that we've got. Now, again, we absorb all the information in our head, and then right before we accept it as gospel, we slam the door shut. We're like, ah, we've got you in our, you know, it's not, we don't want to make judgments as information's coming in because that blocks intuition. So we want the intuition to fill up our little reservoir, like a balloon, fill it up as much as we can. And that's when we attack it and we go, okay. But again, with a gentle hand, such as the queen of cups and go, does this make sense? Does this apply to the situation? Is this just something I'm making up? Uh, and we don't need to get neurotic about it. But it, it's part of the internal process of giving a reading is we don't just, you know, vomit out. I see crystals and candles and OK, that'd be seventy five dollars, please. <laughs> well, crystals and candles. No, I give you a reading. I give you a vision. It's like, no, 
I want you to tell me what the fuck those crystals and candles mean and tell me how this applies to whether or not I'm going to get a raise and what I should do about getting the raise. And after I get the raise, uh, assuming that I do, where should I invest it to uh, to maximize my returns? You know, this is like the, we can't have a disconnect at the end of the day it, or at the end of the reading. Um, we can't have a disconnect between what we tell our clients and what they want to know. Granted, the information comes in very cloudy and very mystique. That that's just the nature. That's that's God. You can point at the old guy and say, "Hey, jerk," you know, speak English or die, you know, or, or you know, insert your favorite language here. Um, but it comes in sometimes very. Sometimes it's words. Sometimes it's uh, senses or an awareness or music or or an image. I mean, again, it depends on the person. Depends on the uh, the. Uh, event at the moment and we need to be able to be a clear channel you know we need to remove our bias and again this is why we have exercises and it's all in the book <laughs> trust me it's all in the book um easiest way to learn tarot ever available on amazon and book depository and Barnes and noble and hopefully your local bookshop but probably not uh it's not my fault i'm doing it again we need to be able to remove our bias and accept the information and then once it's in our brain that's when we get to gently attack it pick it apart but it's like untangling a knot you know you don't start just yanking pieces together you just tease it out and we want to extract as much value from the information that we get as it is applicable to our client anything else that either doesn't make sense we can't make sense of it or it's just gibberish that is ignored that just right out the window we don't try to force every piece of information to make sense um, it's kind of like art uh, I've heard a great definition of art is um, knowing when to put the brush down because you, you slop paint on art but, but it's knowing when you just say it's time to sit down the brush walk away and call it art mm. does that make sense Becky I mean again you talk about words <laughs> no, it it makes perfect sense. Um, and again, I'm only quiet because um, while you're talking, I'm looking and absorbing. That's all. Talk to me about the Queen of Cups with what I said. I know that we have to go back up like five minutes, but um, does that make sense? Can you do you have any questions on that? Uh, can you anticipate what other people might uh, have questions about? Um, I think if we'd done her first, I'd have probably had more questions. But because she's kind of the last of the four with how it flows. I mean, I was actually, I've got um, the Queen of Cups next to my Queen of Cord Sword card in front of me. And I was thinking, you know, if the Queen of Swords, like we discussed, is very kind of rigid and controlled, the Queen of Cups to me flows. And, you know, I was even looking at the way she's sitting. She's a lot more relaxed. So... You know, like the, and again, I don't, I'm not just doing a comparison between the two. It's just in my thought processes. It's kind of the way I'm now, oh, do you know what? My words have just gone blurt tonight. Um, you know, basically I can see the fact that her actual body posture flows a lot easier, a lot more gently. You know, it looks like her legs are kind of um, crossed at the ankles. It's very relaxed. That to me then goes with the flowing it's very meditative it's the fact that like you say it's the 
the difference between knowing you're there and dealing with you later and being completely oblivious it's it's almost the kind of gypsy woman with the crystal ball you know that's what you're focusing on there's nothing else that exists at that moment than what's in front of you and that's kind of how this card's making me feel it's that complete absorption and that complete focus excellent so let's take this a step farther and really help people so that when they walk away from this they're not like oh it's all great one thing i hate doing is reading a, a self-help book and it's like hmm this is good or you go to a self-help seminar it's like yeah yeah oh yeah oh, oh, oh. and a week later nothing and this is this is why seminars sell so much is that uh, they people get really hyped up and really happy uh, about doing things but when the seminar is over they uh, they were back in the real world and they're surrounded by people who didn't go to the seminar and mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they forget a lot of what was said or they just got a lot of hype or they got great topical information but not detailed step-by-step plans on how to change their life and do something with it. Of course, that for that, you have to spend $3,000 version. So let's do that right now. Let's give them, uh, I mean, they're looking at the Queen of Cups. Uh, let me invent a question. Let's make it a how question. How can I get my kids to study in school? And let's say three cups. I need to uh, show them how much life will be great for them. If you study in school, you're going to, you're not only going to have smarter friends, but uh, you're going to make all kinds of money. You're going to have free time. You'll you'll have all the time to, to You'll have a job that allows you the luxury of uh, of an easy life. And work hard and play hard. And yeah. the fact you go to school, you study, you get a good job, you get more money coming in, which means you can go out and party a lot more. The downtime's yeah. there. It, and it won't be – you're going to be – yeah, you're going to be paid a lot more. You're not going to be – look, no matter what, you're going to have to work. But instead of all your money going towards just staying alive – you're going to have all this extra stuff, you know? or, or since you got boys, you want pretty girls, you got to get a good job. You know? <laughs> like, they, I, look, it sounds basic and sexist, but they'll get it. They'll go, wow, I'm going to get A's. It's like, oh, um, okay, same thing. How do I get my children to study hard in school? Uh, five of Wands. I'm just granting random cards to set a basis, and then we're going to apply this to the queens. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, five of wands, let's see. And again, we're just making up answers here. It's, it's not like, you know, the only possible meaning. But, uh, so, as it, replates, as it relates to how, because any card has to be able to answer the question that you've asked. Does, it doesn't mean that any card will do it. It means that in, when you're in practice, you have to be able to pick up any card and go, Breathe, breathe, breathe. Okay, if this card came up, it would mean this. Um, you, know, you can't go, oh, this card can't answer that, because then that's not the tarot. So five of wands is the card that comes up in answer. Well, what do we got here? How do I do this? Um, well, let's see. We're talking about how do I get my kids. So uh, we're looking at two or, two or more children. To uh, How do we get them to do this? Oh, make it a competition. Tell you what, um, 
every one of you, not just the, not just, you know, you do the best, you do the, the one who gets the most, you're causing the others to slack off once they, yeah. once they lost. So every one of you who gets a C plus, um, we're going to Wally World or whatever you guys have in Britain. Um, and you know what? You guys get a B, you get pizza when you go there. You get an A, you get to choose the rides. I mean, do you see how it took me a moment, but I, I realized that I was able to answer that question, how do we, how do I do this? Um, and I got chaos, discord, competition. I was like, oh, turn into a competition. Take their natural exuberant energy and dangle the whole carrot in front of them and say, eh, it's right here, you know, instant gratification. You're going to go because you damn straight you're going to get a C plus or I'll beat your ass. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you're going to get a C plus. Yeah, we're going to Wally World or whatever. But man, you get a B or an A. Guess what? You know, now you're getting the golden ticket. Now I'm not saying that that mine is the only answer, but do you, do you see how I got to that point? Yes, I do see how you got to that point. Um... You see, I, I was almost jumping to the kind of uh, the. Please, yes. Okay. Because yes. my immediate thing with this was kind of not being one of the crowd, you know, because everybody on that card's doing the same thing. They're all, you know, oh, yeah. having a right <laughs> yeah, fracas. So it's the kind of, you know, how am I get am I going to get my kids to do, you know, to to work hard? It's the whole kind of, well, do you want to be the run of the mill, just running around, you know? figuratively whacking each other over the head with a stick because everybody else is doing it or do you want to be the one that's sensible enough that actually stops and says hang on a minute is this a good idea because I'm going to end up with concussion and a bit of a headache and am I going to think about it but then you know I'm someone who would actually sort of sit down and say right let's think about this like this so yes I can see how you got there um I like yours too I mean especially being a, a an actual parent of, of two but then parents. I have to say I use the technique you use then it worked against me with the kind of right you get an A grade <laughs> you will get X amount of money you get a B grade you get X amount of money my older one who was not going to revise for his exams for anything um, the minute I mentioned money given the fact that he's a Taurus with so much Taurus energy in his chart it's ridiculous <sighs> sat and studied and costed me a freaking fortune when the results <laughs> came in so that's an aside and it does work but it yes, it became an investment. Jeez, <laughs> oh, yeah, it cost me a fortune, but it was worth it. So yes, I can see how you got there. Okay, so following the same line of logic, so I want to make sure that we, we very thorough. So anybody's listening can't say I didn't get it. Um, same thing, Queen of Cups. How can I get my kids to study in school? Well, instead of like. Uh, it's, it's a woman. It's, uh, you need to be a woman. You need to get a nanny. You need to. Uh... But do you know what this says to me straight away with her? If that question came up, right, how do I get my kids to study in school or to succeed? It's a case of it's providing them somewhere that they can work free from distraction that that's their sole focus if someone had asked me that question with her you know all she's focusing on is what's in front of her so I would then jump to okay I need to provide them with a study space where there's no tv there's no kind of you know phones aren't around if I was going into school to ask for help with my kids it would be a case of right 
they've got to have library time or they've got to have silent time in class or, you know, somewhere that they can focus free from distraction because she's the polar opposite of distracted. She's focused. So how can I help my kids? Providing them some with somewhere that is free from distractions. And I, as a parent, if I'd asked that question and this card came up, I think straight away I'd be like, right, I know exactly what I need to do. Thank you very much. They need, you know, free from distraction. And that would answer my question beautifully for me. I like that so much that I want to add on to that and say, in case anybody out there is going, so you're saying in this case, the queen needs to represent the children. I say, no, I say, nay, nay. Um, Absolutely not. The queen does not have to represent anybody. And because it's an easy thing to go, okay, so it doesn't represent you, but we, because what that's doing is it's it's a it's a psychological trap of saying that a figure has to represent someone in the involved in the scenario. This is specifically an allegory where you've not made the cards like mean your students. You've just taken the image on the card and allowed your intuition to just feed you information. And, and to be honest with you, with that example, she's not representing anybody. She wouldn't be, you know, the child. I mean, using the example yes. I've just given, she's basically a desk with a blank wall in front of it and nothing on it but study books. Yeah, absolutely. I just like the way that you've just looked at the card and allowed the information to come out of you and, and literally just vomited it out the words. And But you've done it so organically that it came out in your own voice, in your own style, you know, it's in, uh, in your own style, in your own um, inflection. That literally, that's what, that's what, that was a, probably the best example I've, I've seen in, in a while. I can't remember exactly how far. Uh, and I, and I hope, uh, I hope people were paying attention to this because that right there will help everybody understand how it's done. Uh, just, and again, go back, we listen to this and, watch Becky's magic where it just just popped right out. It's like, oh, this card is speaking to me in this way. I didn't have to put any any words on it. Okay, same question. Let's go Queen of Coins. Um, how how do I get my students how do I get my students? How do I get my children to, to you know study hard in school and succeed? And uh, I'm gonna again throw you into the deep end and make you go first. The Queen of Coins <laughs> I think I'd probably use reverse psychology because I need them to think it's their idea. So I think if this card came up, it would um, it would very definitely be the kind of um, wanting them wanting them to get to that point themselves. So it's almost kind of well, don't bother studying then, fine. But you know, two choices: you either spend your summer retaking everything, or you spend your summer kind of kicking a football round in the park because you know you've done all you're going to do and I think it's that kind of um letting them think it's their idea so laying it all out and you know for this card for me would be um the sort of they're out for the afternoon and when they come back kind of on the desk there's pens but also a bag of chocolate just to help them and kind of a drink and everything laid out. And then me subtly in the background cooking their favorite dinner just to kind of keep them going. And it's that kind of carrot and a stick. Hey, hey, hey. where so, the hell were you when I was growing up? 
why I'm such a softie. What are you like, <laughs> Nanny McPhee or something like that? It's like, damn. Wait, are all moms like this in Britain? Because it's not too late. I'll, you know, I'll you know what? <laughs> my my mum as a child, it was always. Um, I don't know if you've got them over there, Twiglets, but we had. It's a certain kind of. Um, crisp or chip as you'd call it and polos which are mints and twiglets always remind me of revising because I used to come up come upstairs and my mum was kind of very queen of pentacles in the fact that you know I, I'd have all these little treats laid out when I studied so the kind of Pavlov's dog kicks in mm -hmm. and you start you start associating study with kind of treats and yes. nice little things um so to go back to the original question, Queen of Pentacles, I think it would very definitely be a case of um, making making their um, study area and study environment somewhere they wanted to be. Um, but I also think letting them think it's their idea. So almost kind of, well, I don't care if you study or don't, but, you know, that kind of watching them and then they kind of jump over themselves to for it to be their idea and the polar opposite. So that's the way I would approach it with if that card had come up. Wow. Yes. No, I, I like that. Now, I have to give my own limited version of it, and, and I totally defer to your. I like it. But one thing I want to bring up um, that I forgot to mention earlier is notice that by comparison, the uh, queen of coins is in a very sheltered environment. She's the only queen with, like, crap over top of her head. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like um, it, it. it's in a way it's very nine of pentacles, except this is more like sheltered. Um, you know, the nine of pentacles, hell, that may be a self-made woman. Uh, and again, you know, this, I don't mean to be sexist at all about it, but this just looks like somebody who has been uh, very much cared for and pampered, and and by by virtue of that, she is you know, she's doing very well for herself. Uh, you know, and she's doing well again. Very listen to uh, the way I phrase it. She's doing well for herself. You know, she's, she's in other words, not everything's handed to her. She's doing it herself, but because she has a completely supportive environment. Um, this is, this is um, like, this reminds me of like a cozy little room or like a tea room or something um, versus like, the, oh, as a matter of fact, we've got to get to locations. So table that for just a moment. But uh, so my, my ridiculous statement was that uh, show them the uh, rewards. Yeah. It's like, like, look, see here, focus on the coin. Look to see what this is all worth, what you're going to get out of it. It's focusing uh, on the bigger picture, isn't it? So focus on the if... bigger picture. Nice. And again, very pragmatic, very, very here now. Um, yes. Okay. So again, different interpretations, but all of them good. I like that. Um, how do I do it? Queen of Swords. Well, <laughs> now we move in a slightly different direction. No more Mrs. Nice Guy, basically. It's, a, it's time to kind of lay the law down. <laughs> You know, be be a lot more disciplined. It's a case of rigid timetables, making sure they stick to it, making sure that they're kind of outlining their revision timetables and where they need to be and making sure they're doing what they're doing and they go to this lesson and then they're on to the next lesson. And it's that kind of dictatorial style of... Um... As much as I like that, and I really do. I've got two that just jumped into my mind. I have to, mm -hmm. have to jump in. Beat one of them in front of the other. Oh, 
Okay. All right. <laughs> you want to be next? <laughs> no, I'm going to study. <laughs> okay. Slightly less, less, less of a jerk. Um, Actually, I don't know. Probably um, take them down to Skid Row. I don't. You, do you know what Skid Row is? Because it's very like a, an American thing. Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. Take them down to Skid Row and say, uh, "Oh, by the way, you know, you can camp here if you like. You know, we'll, we'll play camping. You can stay here for a week. This uh, this will be your home. You know, if, uh, if you don't want to study in school, I want you to meet your new friends. And uh, oh, and by the way, see all of those pretty shiny things in the cars and. That's that's not you. That's not your world. This is this is going to be where you're going to be. So, in other words, in the same way, um, you're 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 not confronting them. You're pointing at somebody else, as if you're ah yes. I don't want to say picking on the bum directly, but that's the inflection. Is that you're pointing, and that's what I meant by beat the one and let the other one watch. Is um, you're you're pointing at something else, saying. Yes, this is your future here. Let's make it happen. Um, and and so they're a third party witness to the horrors that their life will become if they don't study. Yes. Again, much more cerebral, much more intellectual, but also could be much more psychologically damaging. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Again, study. God, wherever that came from in your psyche, it wants me to go back and mother the inner child in you. <laughs> I'm the total opposite to me. I'm like, oh my goodness, I need to make it all right. God, Let me feed you cake. Um, <laughs> yes, totally, totally get that. <laughs> I was repl- I was raised by ultra conservatives. <laughs> I'm like, there is only work. <laughs> okay, so and then finally, I think we have the uh, mangy cat. So, mangy cat. What does mangy cat say? I'm still lost with your inner child now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let my my psychosis. I was gonna say, I'm just rocking a little bit with that one. Mangy cat. Well, all I can see is my mangy cat in front of me, but she's slightly less mangy, even though she's black. Okay. Um, eye on the prize. Um, you know, it's sort of. Um, how would I get them to st- right? Okay, so how would I get my kids? To oh, study? I got it. I'm, Go I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy you a moment or two. Please do. I would. Okay, I'm not saying I would tell you to change your life, uh, or or who you are, but change your appearance to them. So you're still doing the same thing, but you put on the appearance of. I'm Superman or Superwoman. I can go do anything. I live an active, fun environment life. And by the way, kids, I'm going off to do this or let's go do this. And and like, wow, my mom's great. How did you know? And and you, but you constantly tell them, you know why I can do this? Because I studied in school. You know why I do this? Because I did this. And you just constantly let them know that your life is a great adventure. Yeah. Because you didn't just accept the easy way. You didn't take the path of least resistance that that you're inspiring them to be great by being somebody that they think is awesome yeah but that's jumping to where i was going because i was seeing it as the kind of um motivational posters but i don't mean motivational posters with these kind of quite trite sayings prime example mentioned it before young son's autistic and we're really big on our autism heroes so he's got on his wall above his desk a big poster of albert einstein 
And it's always been the kind of, this is who you can aspire to be. He had, although never classically diagnosed, he had autism. Look at what he could do, da-da-da-da-da. And it was all these pictures up and all the times that he was genuinely struggling at school, it was a case of look at all these people that had autism past and present and what they've achieved. And this card to me, with that kind of vein, is very definitely the motivational this is what you can aspire to be. So if I wanted to know how to help my kids study at school when this came up, it would be a case of showing them what they can achieve. You've got dyslexia, you know, Henry Winkler had dyslexia, Tom Cruise had dyslexia. So that kind of show, showing the examples. So with what totally, this is where I totally get what you're saying with the kind of lead by example. Now, whether you do that personally and you want your kids to emulate you, if the reading was how do I help my kids at school and this had come up, it would very definitely be drive by motivations. You're not driving by fear, which seemed to come out with the Queen of Swords. I think they'd studied through <laughs> sheer terror. This is the this is the kind of um, lead by motivation. You know, if this was if this if we were talking about a different scenario with adults, I'd say, you know, motivational speaking. But the fact that the, the example you came up with was, you know, how to help your kids study, it would very definitely be this is what you can do. This is who you can aspire to be. You know, whatever their specific issue is, this is what they've overcome. You know, so waffle aside, now I'll, I'll zip. Um, it's it's the kind of leading by example, but the motivation wanting to achieve something more i I like what you said because it made me think that um for all of my bluster and grandiosity i totally left out mangy cat now moving mangy cat into the image let's watch the magic unfold everything you said and i said but let's make mangy cat the cell phone let's make mangy cat the touchstone let's make mangy cat mom's off being super mom and you know this is what you can aspire to and just you know, if you stay in school you can there's you are invincible there's nothing because again it's going to once nothing mm-hmm. you can't overcome but that almost creates a distance sometimes our heroes are so yeah this is why i don't like heroes he's perfect he's handsome he's rich he's he's athletic i mean he's just you know every if, if a hero is too Dudley Do-Right, too Superman, too too inhuman, then it, it's almost like, well, you know, why bother? I will never be king. You know, it's yes. born into. But Mangy Cat is like, here's your hotline. You know, if you need mom, here's the cell phone. You know, um, if you, you know, if, when you are, I, one of the, um, dated a very wonderful, wonderful girl a uh, long, long time ago, and her mom had a little note up for her kids and it said something to the effect of don't allow yourself to ever become too hungry, tired, depressed, and something else. It was just a very nice little note, but it just said, watch out for these extremes because that is where, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll cross the Rubicon and straight off the cliff. Mm. You know, it's like, the moment you see that one of these is happening, you're not in your you're not in um, octave octave two or three in, in astrology. You're in octave one. You're you're in your little survival mode. You're going to make mm. bad decisions, and and you know you'll, you'll end up regretting what you've done. Does that make sense? Yes, completely. So that to me is mangy cat going. Um, yes, you know I'm super mom, but I'm not. You know, I, I'm not like um, 
action father. My father's the president of blah, blah, blah. And we never see him. It's like, yes, my father's the president of blah, blah, blah. Here's my, here's, here's a cell phone. If, if I ever, if I ever get in a jam or I've ever like, I don't understand that. I can call him up and he'll stop and help me with my homework. I mean, see, Mangy Cat makes Super Mom accessible. It's like, here is something, here's your little comfort thing. But it's not just a teddy bear, which I really love teddy bears. But it's like a teddy, teddy I don't even know what the hell a teddy ruxpin is. But, it's, but the know. thing is, going on from what you're saying, it's almost kind of... Um giving giving realistic examples because it's the fact that I think if it's the not holding up examples of being absolutely perfect you know I'm brutally honest with my kids if I've if I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I'm fed up they know that I am tired and exhausted (laughs) and fed up but they also know the fact that having brought them up on my own for 16 years which has been a long old slog I hold my head up high but I don't sit there glossing over it going oh it's been roses and flowers and wonderful and isn't it amazing they know it's been a slog and I hope I've instilled in them the kind of right hard work and grit that keeps you going. And with this, I think the fact, even if you look at the mangy cat, the fact that he is mangy, it's not absolute perfection. Because if it was, she'd have a lovely, sleek, glossy black cat. You know, this one looks like he's got rips in his ears and one eye and, you know, a slightly <laughs> crooked tail because he's been fighting. Yeah, he was kind of He's used up seven of his nine lives kind of thing. Yay. And I think kind of leading on as well (laughs) yeah exactly so in that vein how would you help your kids if if I was still going to stick with the kind of holding up examples of something to aspire to but I think realistic examples are not something that is so unattainable at the point that they're at that they'd kind of go well what's the point I'm never going to be like you say superman or you know, leaping a building in a single bound, do something slightly more realistic and use an example of someone that can, I don't know, pole vault, which is probably a little bit more realistic than jumping over buildings. So the fact that the cat isn't perfect is saying you don't have to be perfect, but you can still achieve, look at, follow this example, that kind yeah, of... Yeah, beware the trap of, of perfection, you know. Yes. Because okay. little old mangy cat isn't perfect. Or he's perfect just the way he is. Exactly. I I love this, and I hope everybody's getting something out of it. Uh, we got I got three pages of notes to get through in like ten minutes because it's going to end up being a double episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so real quick, um, I know we're not going to do it a total service, but this isn't a class. This is free. This is what you get for free in class. We do a lot more. Um, so locations. D- because we have to make cards mean anything. So if a queen came up as a location card, rather than going, uh, it's a woman, it's a queen, it won't work. I want to give you guys quick examples. And again, all we're doing is we're understanding the nature of the card. We're letting it absorb over us. Uh, Jump in at any time if you feel the need, Becky, but I'm just going to run through this real Mm -hmm. quick. Wands, we get a very open feel. It's very out in the open, maybe even a desert, maybe a hot environment, but even even not uh, uh, just just sunny and open or very like in a sense that nature is sunshine's disinfectant. Wait, no, sunshine is nature's disinfectant, um, and that means politically, intellectually, and physically. Um, I just get a feel of like where is this happening? Uh, quote: 
out in the open. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. The coins, which I mentioned just a moment ago, or the Pentacles, uh, if you prefer Mathers, is um, it's very cozy, kind of intimate environment. Again, like a little tea shop or, or maybe a bookshop or something that um, where you just feel... Um, Or like a Victorian, you know, we're, we're literally with with all those little tiny rooms and compartments. Yeah. Okay, so closed in, comfy, maybe sheltered spaces. Um, the swords, the swords have a the Queen of Swords. Uh, as if, as far as like, if literally this card, the card position, like this is the location, this is going to happen, and and the Queen of Swords comes up, you're like, ah, it has to be a location. This is a very imperialistic, very like on high. Um, maybe or not mountain peak, but it is kind of um, kind of a superior platform, like you would get uh, in in a high rise building, where elevation gives perspective, or the idea that you're you know on the twenty third floor makes you important more important than the the poor jerk on the third floor. So this wouldn't be the basement. This would be the kind of um, yeah upside top down. Floor. It could be. In the basement of the Tower of England, where they're going to lock me once I step foot there, because uh, <laughs> Richard Branson himself will come and say, "Hey, I love my country, you dumb son of a bitch." Like, I, he will fly over here, put me on a plane. <laughs> um, yeah, so like maybe upside down, maybe reverse to be the basement. Yeah, with the rats. Um, but otherwise, this would be kind of like um, kind of an elevated position. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, and then the last one, uh, the cups. Oh, gee, that's easy. Cliffs, beach. Um, was it uh, west coast of uh, of England, kind of thing? Yes. Um, so again, just just uh, an idea that this very uh, could be outdoorsy, but much more ocean, much more lake, much more watery, much more, uh, or or just a serene environment. So it doesn't specifically say, "Oh, it's going to be this location." But it gives us enough of, of a clue that our intuition needs to go, uh, Santa Cruz or, um, uh, no, Wales, Wales. Like, how did you know that? It just came to me. Why? Where does it, you know, and I could see somebody say, where does it say Wales written on the card? You're like, it doesn't. It's like, and then you try to explain it to them and they get confused. But, you know, then they're, they're happy with the, with the exactness that you can give. Okay, a couple of pages here. Um, let me just uh, jump on this. So again, just make sure we've covered this thoroughly. Queens versus kings. Metaphysically speaking, again, queens are more seductive or attractive energy versus the the more masculine or uh, force of rule that kings are. Uh, so understand, and now we understand kings more because we've compared them to queens. This is a compare and contrast from Advanced Tarot Secrets. It's one of the exercises in the book. Again, uh, queen energy works much more subtly. Uh, It is indirect, and uh, I like to think that when we're looking at the energy behind the queen cards, we're using tools like leverage and coercion rather than autocratic dictates and and brute force psychology like we might find in kings so that way we can really see the difference uh and we can go beyond the 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 face value when we're in a reading does this make sense becky yes it does okay one of i made notes earlier because i really want to make sure i got this point across before we left um 
queens can be more supportive and nurturing, but I don't want people to make the mistake of thinking that that is their primary meaning. Again, feminine energy in metaphysics is less obvious, but it's no less aggressive and it's no less powerful. Uh, it, again, just more indirect or more subtle. Um, think like Aphrodite and Aries or Ares. For modern people, Venus and Mars, or, or Aphrodite and Mars. I, you know, I even know Greek and Mars. And I, that's interesting. I think I like Aphrodite and Mars, because Aphrodite and Mars says we're talking Greek pantheon, Aphrodite, Venus, Aphrodite, versus Mars, Mars, Aries. Mars, uh, so the Greek pantheon versus the Roman pantheon, people think that they're the same exact thing, but they really aren't. And the Roman is much more more legionnaire oriented. Uh, as far as civilizations go, Greek were more, the Greek uh, was much more metaphysically effeminate. Uh, yes. I mean, sure, they kicked ass. Of course they were. They're big macho men. Of course they were. Uh, I don't want any Greeks to go, I'm not a girly man. No, 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 no. Your ancient culture was much more intellectual, much more philosophical, much more just artistic and and the romans were a little bit more barbaric and and did they went out hence the roman empire and they went out and conquered half of europe right and while I, the greeks sat there and structured our legal system and you yes. know democracy and all of you are now romans what what i am we're all britons and i'm your king why well, didn't vote yeah. for you shut up <laughs> Help! I'm being repressed. Literally, the difference between the the Romans and the Greeks, um, and and again, another one of my favorite sayings. It'll go because Dusty show. We get to talk about his favorite sayings. Well, I, I think this specifically comes to point is that the uh, the statement "friends, comma Romans, comma countrymen, uh, friends, mm -hmm. Romans, countrymen." I, I love that because it addresses everybody but it also lends priority and credence. But also at the same time, it's inclusive. So it's a masculine way of being inclusive. Kind of like a, it's a, like King of Cups. Um, I'm patriarchal. I said, I am putting you all in your place. But I'm being communal. So it's almost like a blending. It's almost like a blending of a king and a queen card. Where, the, you know, Batman and Robin or uh, what mm -hmm. do we call that? The, the hero and psychic. Hero and psychic. Where one is dominant, the other one's subdominant. Uh, again, you're like, well, it's all this. It's from Advanced Tarot Secrets. A really cool exercise. Uh, page, page one, I think. <laughs> well, no, it can't be page one. Maybe it's page one because there's a whole bunch of preamble in, in it. Uh, but whatever. Um, uh, so the point is that feminine energy in metaphysics is again, it's less obvious. But um, both gods, Aphrodite and Greek uh, and and uh, Ares or specifically Mars, both gods got things done. They bent reality and others to their will. So by by that analogy, queens show us internal states or they show us action, thought, purpose, but, but that's more communal versus individualistic, which we get in kings. But, but it's still purpose-driven. That makes sense, right? Yes. Okay, and last little bit. So, uh, note, 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 uh, queens are more than feminine, uh, resources. Wait, wait, what the hell? Queens are more than 
<laughs> queens are more than female presences in a reading or personality types yeah so again don't make the mistake of just going uh it's a woman or okay it's a woman and what kind of personality type um queens are, um, are indications of style queens are indications of motivation um uh, you said something earlier we were talking uh uh, it, it comes to this. It's like queens are more motivation versus kings are more outward action. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, I mean, I can't. I can't remember the words I use, but if kind of if a king wants something, he's going to go out and get it. Whereas if a queen wants something, it's the kind of she'll get it brought to her. Yeah, so it's that difference. Taco. That it's literally yes. when we all do that. That's the thing. It's, it's I want a taco. I'm gonna go make a taco. That's the king, queen. Yeah. I want a taco. Oh, I want a taco. And one appears in front of you. It's that difference. End just, result's still the same. You've got a taco chop, in chop. front of you. Yes, it, it, it's again, just that's... the way of getting it is slightly different. Right. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you. Because uh, again, we did this in show prep, and I'm so glad we did this. So. Uh, Queens are indications of uh, style, motivation, environment. Again, if you need more information, just go. Uh, now, you can break down each type of the environment in the in the queens by absorbing the information presented in the card. And this is why I promised the last time I'll say this right now. This is why we do all of the exercises in the easiest way to learn the tower ever. I, it's all laid out in Farmdale. Um, oh, and in advanced tarot secrets. And this is why we play the tarot games. This is why uh, the tarot games, we have like a little bit of a tarot game hinting at in, in the white book. That we think, Well, you know which one it is. And the black book is, is where um, all the uh, advanced fun games are. And these aren't the kind of 12 tarot games um, by Michael DeMay, which are very cool, but that's not metaphysically educational. It's just like a poker or go fish. These games are uh, designed to make you better readers and make study more fun. It's, if your study time isn't fun, most people won't do it. Now, where can you get these amazing books? Yes, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them on BarnesandNoble.com and Book Depository. You probably can even get them on eBay, but uh, not really all that much. People buy these and they keep them. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, this is why I've created a 10-month course. Uh, I Literally, we teach you step by step by step by step. We got step-by-step -step videos. We got uh, video lessons where you're in a virtual classroom environment. We have uh, lessons like this where uh, we do private study groups and you get to watch us or listen to us do it. Um, all of this is designed to give you better readings than any professional you, you pay for. I mean, unless, they, unless they've taken it from me. And it's not me, it's just I want people properly trained. And so part of this whole thing is I'm training people to train other people so we can clean up this industry. So, uh, again, I thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, but uh, if you really want to make this happen, you're going to, you know, treat it like uh, anything else. you got to go to school for it. Uh, college, good college costs you a couple thousand dollars or a good university costs you fifty to a hundred thousand dollars. Your tarot education, total out the door, seriously, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. But uh, it'll be over time. It, it, again, $10 a week. You know, it's not it's not something that, uh, that you got to pay for all at once. Um, but listen to this episode again, please, and practice what you've learned. It's free. It's, it's in, you know, as long as you can stand it for two hours, and uh, you get a lot of this. 
or or just get the damn book and see for yourself how good you can be. Becky, final word. What is your, again, I don't care if you've said it before, you are a student, you came in not knowing much anything about tarot, mm-hmm. gotten good results, you've manifested things, you've been able to read for other people, read for yourselves. Um, you've been able to get, uh, you know, you've been able to improve your quality of, of existence in life um, mm-hmm. with tarot. It hasn't replaced anything. You're still you. You still you know, do everything you do, but it's just made life a little bit nicer. What is your, what's your advice to anybody? I mean, they're listening. They're la, 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 la. Um, honestly, what you were saying this evening, and I haven't actually said this before, because I normally say generic things, which I 100% believe, like practice, practice, practice. But I think I'm going to go slightly off tangent, because when you're talking about it, quantifying it in terms of money, um, I mean, you can get out the world's smallest violin here, but (laughs) spare money is not something I've had a huge amount of. And I invested in a course with you this is before you're at the stage you're at now and then I invested in the advanced tarot course with you and it's actually some of the best money I've ever spent and I think so as I say I'm going to go slightly off tangent and I'm not going to do the kind of practice 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 and study groups and everything else because yes I would say all of that but I actually think if anyone's kind of dithering about actually signing up and signing on the dotted line you know when I found you a couple of years ago I was in an incredibly tight financial situation and it was something drove me whatever the nudge was something drove me and I had a tax rebate and I could have been very sensible with it and wasn't sensible in the fact that I didn't pay off a bill bill as such but was sensible in it in the fact that I invested in myself and it's some of the best money I've ever spent so slightly different advice tonight in the fact that you know some of us are in very tight financial situations but the way you break down investing in your courses it's not like you're asking for kind of a thousand dollars up front where and I'm not even asking for a thousand dollars which is that's what that's what I mean a lot of my serious students are like I I can't take you seriously. It's like, this is chicken. I'm sorry. (laughs) But no, I was just going to say, because I think your, your approach isn't, um, isn't exclusive. It's inclusive. So I think, I think the final bit for tonight is I'd say that anybody that's kind of dithering is it's money very, very well spent. And the fact that we're all in different financial circumstances and we've all got different pressures going on, but it's actually, it's something I wish I'd done sooner. And, I don't think you'd regret a penny and at the barest minimum get the books um, and then beyond that get the books and then from that realize that actually you want to access study groups and you want to be able to talk and interact with people and sign up for the course and do it because you won't regret it and I've been there and I'm saying it from someone where money was hard and the stuff that I've learned through you has made and I'm still in the process of making life easier so you're not teaching wishy-washy things you're talking things that make real differences to people's lives and if people don't believe me personally they can go back to our old podcasts and listen to the some of the stuff I've done and I know how you've helped people but I'm gonna stop now because I've been really wordy this evening so I'm sorry no no I appreciate this thank you so much um Again, you guys don't know me, but you don't know me. I, I can't prove myself to you. But all I can say is that um, 
Becky, Becky took two hours of her life out for no purpose other than to help you guys. She's not getting paid for this. Oh, I'm sorry, Becky. You're not getting paid for this. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm off now. <laughs> See ya. That's it. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if she's, I don't think she's ever going to like wear a turban and become like Madame Zelda or something and, you know, go in costume. I, um, it's just not, you know, she's doing her thing. She's got her thing that she does. And, and this is like just a side thing. And, um, it's not her central core and purpose in life to become a tarot reader and to charge money, but she gets a lot out of this. Becky wants to help you. That's why she shows up. Um, I, I think she gets a little bit extra because, you know, we, we get to talk and she gets to learn something, and I love mm. having somebody to talk to. But the um, point is, we're doing this for you guys. Um, that doesn't make us great. This is, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just people. But, but I hope that everybody listening, I hope you made it through this. I, I just want you to understand it's coming from a very loving perspective. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm an asshole with a capital S uh, or something. Um, and, I, and on purpose, too, specifically. I, I don't need to be this vulgar. I need to get inside your head. I need to shock and, 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 uh, and uh, shock and awe you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need and then to... I'll give I'll give the people the cuddle afterwards while they're shaking in the corner. <laughs> right. I need to let you know. Like I said, this is embarrassing, but I spent six years living in my damn car because I screwed up. I I totally missed the point. Now, granted, it was one of the best experiences in my life. To where I I learned so much from it. I learned focus. I, I you know much like in a very 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 small way. Now, this is a horrible comparison to make, but I'm gonna make it anyway. Much like Odin and his tree, uh, I sacrificed a lot inadvertently. It wasn't like I'm going to go do this, and I and I came out with the runes. I came out with a real understanding of a lot of stuff. So I've been there. Probably had it worse, and and have had it a lot better. And uh, I want you guys to get it. And I'm I think part of the reason why I'm so vulgar is because. I'm so fed up with the angels and fairies, fluffy, pink dove, new age, metaphysics. It sounds nice and it's super wonderful. And, um, and, and you know, but that's not reality. That, that's, not what, that's not what people go through day to day. No. We have to deal with the traffic and we have to deal with the lines at the Department of Motor Vehicles or motor buggies or whatever you call them over there. Uh, we have to deal like we we'll deal with idiots like me who think it's fun to say, "Oh, cheerio, pip pip," and like, "What the hell, you jerk?" I mean, <laughs> literally, I live in the real world, and I know that you guys live in the real world, and so I want to make sure that psychologically, the information that I'm presenting is getting into your subconscious and sticking. And if I do it in a very metaphysical, fluffy way, or I do it the, the, the normal pagan way, oh, I'm so mysterious, it's going to sound impressive, and I'm going to sell a lot of books, and I'll make a crap load of money. But you know what? You guys will just keep buying book after book after book after book after book. I mean, my, my students tell me this all the time. And they go, oh, where were you? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wish I was, you know, wish I knew this uh, stuff like 30, 40 years ago, and I was, it was just a wee little lad. It's like... I, all, that's all I ever wanted was, was some wizard to come along and say, here you go, son. Is it here? I, I literally, I, I wanted, talk about groupie. Okay, the truth comes out. I'm kind of a, a, a jaded British groupie. I always wanted Merlin to come along and say, hey, son, yeah. I'm going to teach you this. I'm like, yeah, hey, I'll sit down and, and learn and learn and practice and work. And it never happened. So I'm hoping that 
uh, scrappy dog <laughs> that I am or mangy cat, I can get inside your skull, make it work and get you guys off your ass and get you to go to school because the results are self-evident. And I think it's really time for me to stop giving my testimonials and start giving my students testimonials because my mm. students are getting crazy of testimonials. I'm like, what, you know, because they're reading for clients. Their clients are like, oh my God. And that's really all it comes down to is if you're still listening, this is for you. This is not for us. And again, if you don't do it, fuck you. That's fine. I, I still get paid. I will still be okay. If I don't sell any books, I, I know how to go and get a job. I know how to manifest. But I want you guys to stop allowing life to slip by. And I want you, those of you who are, and I want you to own your destiny. And I will come out with the easiest way to learn astrology ever for Christmas. I promise you that. I'll come out with Aphrodite's Book of Secrets by spring. No more fucking excuses. And both of these books will really help you uh, take full and complete power over your, over your life. You still, you know, again, like Becky, I didn't do any of the work for Becky. I, I, she's in London. I mean, I'm, I'm as far away from you as I could possibly be and still be in America. Well, still be in the continent of the United States. Mm -hmm. Literally, I, I can, I can walk, uh, walk out. Actually, it'd take me about 20 minutes to drive, but I can drive to the beach, put my toes in the water and go, ha, ah, you know, ah, Pacific, you know. So there's no way that I can go and help you with your daily life. So what I've had to do is do what I can to, without invading your consciousness or telling you, you must do this, just see if I could, you know, um, present you with things that allow you to, 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 to make your life better. And that's what we're trying to do with you, everybody out there in listening land, whether you're listening live, whether you're listening uh, 10 years from now, do this, get your results. That's all I'm asking. Okay. I, that's my big thing. But you notice it's, I don't have sponsors on here. I don't This is brought to you by Bro Cream. By <laughs> Bro Cream. It's the best. It's a, well, it just like 1950s hair grease or something. I, I don't know. Dad used it. I was like, Ugh. You know, whatever. <laughs> so was that. So, uh, I, you know, please understand that I try not to have any advertisements on this show. Uh, if I tell you something like I like the book Power Tarot because it's an interesting collection of spreads. I don't know Trish McGregor, Trish McGregor and Phyllis Vega. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't even know if I got your names right. But just a fun little book, you know. Hey, look, here's a bunch of spreads. I t if I recommend something, it's because it's cool. All right. Again, you'll do it or you don't. Please go to easytarotlessons.com. Sign up for our free lessons. Um, you know, they're they're. This is probably the most you're going to get because it went over two hours. Normally, they're a lot shorter and easier to follow. Uh, and and uh, while you're at it, considering spending a dollar just to get your feet wet, you know, see what, spend a dollar and we'll show you what the class is like. We'll teach you all about the meanings of the cards. And then if you stay after that, you know, it's $10 a week starting your second month. And that's when we teach you the exercises, and the games and the spreads and blah, blah, blah. Becky, it's horribly late. I've kept you up. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for this evening. Again, it's helped massively. Yay. Everybody listening, just, just thanks for being here. Okay. Bye for now. Okay, kitties. Now it's your turn. Head over to easytarolessons.com for this week's tarot secrets and start practicing with your study buddy. Be sure to catch the video version of this week's lesson and don't forget to do your homework or Santa won't bring you high-paying clients. Next week, 
We have something special for you that you won't want to miss.